How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Luke Anderson, astronaut. A man barely interesting. I just picture you sitting on the rail at a strip club eating a Lunchable. Will Darkens, hot air balloon attendant, frightened by technology. I I love you, but you're saying that this little old man, this dude was a clean 6'6". We have the capability to build the 33rd best radio show in Portland. On Saturdays, about sports. The Sinner and the Saint will be that show. Better than they were before. Sportsier, funnier, more Labradoodles. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan. The Odyssey. Map and 1080thefan.com. Hey, hey, hey! Happy Saturday! It's probably the worst Luke Anderson impression I've ever given in my life. And I've known that guy for... Damn. Eight years now? That was supposed to be Luke. Huh? That was supposed to be Luke. <laughs> That's how bad my impressions have got. Well, if you didn't notice already, my name is Will Darkins, and this is the Sinner and the Saint on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. Luke is gone. He's in Hawaii. Uh, golfing, I assume. That must be terrible. Probably tasting the uh, local jerky selection in Hawaii, as Luke is a jerky smith. Gotcha. As we have detailed on the show before, he's converted his garage. Um despite his wife's misgivings mm-hmm. into a jerky factory. Ooh. Did you know that? I did not know that. Like how pissed off would your wife be if you just like all of a sudden look, respect to Sharon that she just is like, okay, fine, you can make your jerky. That's okay. <laughs> I, that's an incredible wife. And look, here it comes. That's the applause right there. But how pissed off would your wife be, Rust? Oh, Jeff Rust, by the way, over on the other side of the glass. It's him hey, and I doing this show today. So, uh, I do. I have a smoker in the garage, and I have made beef jerky before. It's been a few years. Oh, what? Yeah. Wait a minute. You have a smoke? Like, how big is that thing? It's like the size of like a small fridge. Not a mini. Not like a tabletop mini fridge, but you know. Mm. Yeah. It's a just, sizable fridge. It's just. It's an electric smoker. Yeah. See though, like that's that's acceptable. I think that's probably okay because most people have fridges or freezers in their garages. Right. Yeah. Uh, Luke legit like took a whole wing <laughs> of the garage uh-huh. to hang procured meats and dry them. That's like something else. They could have done something else with that other part of the garage, put a car in it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, but no, it's just dried meats. Yep. Hey, well. 
uh, my wife forced us to get a uh, treadmill in uh, one half of our garage. And I got to tell you, that's the most expensive hanger I've ever bought in my life. Yeah, we have an uh, elliptical machine out there, which serves the same purpose right now. Is it? I what think you, it's been used once or twice. What are you hanging on? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing, too, is we got a two-car garage, and we fit zero cars in there. Our garage Dude. is full of stuff. What the hell are you putting in your garage? Well, two-car garage. That's a big-ass garage. Yeah, just lots of stuff. We have two kids too two young kids so yeah toys that aren't getting used anymore they're in crates out there and right that happens all kinds of crap yeah so wait is your garage then your de facto like put it in there yes yeah mm-hmm. i haven't quite gotten there yet now yeah. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get on my high horse here and tell you like oh i'll never do that no nah, i mean i'll probably do that at some point yeah well plus we've lived in this house 19 years too so oh okay you know then <laughs> never mind yeah. i'm not gonna I'm not going to tear India for that one. That is that is more than acceptable. Uh, no, it, it's like I have an area right now in my home and 503-250-1080 fan text line. Uh, tell me, what is the area in your home that is just that? Just put it in there. Just put it in there. You, you got something new. You got a new bed frame. You have to move something out from your kids because they've outgrown it. And you're just too effing lazy to go to Goodwill the dump isn't open on the weekend for some reason where I live, which, yes, dude, it blows my mind. Dump? Yes. Wow. I, I have called them on Friday and ranted at them like, <laughs> why are you not open on the weekend? That's when everybody That's wants when to go everybody to the dump. everybody wants to go to the dump. <laughs> yes. But I want to dump everything. Man. But, like, what is your area? Because for me, it is actually an entire room, and it's not even really separated from anything else. It's like an offshoot room from our kitchen where we just dump all this crap that we don't want. And it looks awful. Mm -hmm. We've had like family come over and be like, why is that room just full of random crap? <laughs> I, I don't know. It's the crap room. That's that is the crap room. <laughs> there's a couch. There's an old play set. There are old cat toys, an old litter box. It's Ooh, awful. Nice. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah. 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 See, we don't have like your typical, you know, attic space up above either where you can put a bunch of that crap. Oh, the so, attic. Yeah. yeah. The attic's clutch. Yeah. So now we do have an attic. Um, I'm just scared to go up there. Yeah. You know, we have a little like attic ish type space. And uh, um, you get in there through my daughter's bedroom, which is a little door. But yeah, you got to hunch down in there. You can't stand up. Yeah. straight. It's mm. about the width of a twin bed. Right. And I right. have this fear that like if I go up into that attic and there's nothing in it. Well, mm -hmm. I shouldn't say there's nothing in it. There's Christmas decorations up there, but. I have this fear that like it's not really that stable, and yep. that like I'm gonna have like a, a, a Clark Griswold moment. A, that's right. Yeah, and fall straight through. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> done. Done. And I would have to probably take the week off of work if that happened to me. Yep. I mean, come on. Get stuck in the attic. I'm gonna go to work for that. <laughs> Somebody already responding on the text line. It's definitely our quote unquote office. Yes, the office is a popular one. Now, when my wife and I first moved into our home, the office was, in fact, the, just put it in their room. Yes. Because, uh, let's be honest, no one needs a freaking office in their house. Yeah, we don't have one anymore. You don't have, right? Like, we used what, to. I what, mean, what, we did before we had kids. Yeah. And then they needed a bedroom and stuff. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they got to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> we got a garage for that. Um, no. Like, unless you work at home, and this happened to us, too, is that, like, you have this plan for an office but, like, unless you work at home, no one needs a freaking office. You're not going to do anything in there. Right. You know, what, what are you going to do? Read a book in there? <laughs> you probably haven't read a book in a year. 
No. Not you. I'm just well, speaking to the general yeah. we out there. Oh, trust me. It's probably been longer than a year or two. <laughs> <laughs> the precious few moments I get to myself are spent on the crapper, you know? Oh, yeah. Scrolling Twitter. Yes. Yes. Twitter. And now, you know something else, Rust? I've gotten into uh, Instagram Reels. Yeah. I'm not yeah. on the old IG. Why haven't you gotten there yet? Because I'm old. Mm. <laughs> There's old people on Instagram. Yeah. Man, it's just not my thing. I got enough things to take up my time. I don't need another one. Yeah. Yeah. You got a lot of time spending on your parlor account? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> angry as Rust. Yeah. At angry as Rust 457. <laughs> just spouting conspiracies. Go follow him. Yeah. Any hoozy. This is Will Darkins, and this is our Saturday sports show, our little Saturday sports show where we talk about sports. Now, this is a great sports weekend, as it is divisional round weekend for the NFL playoffs. Uh, the wild card weekend was something uh, of like, wow, I'm really bored to, wow, this is a really great game. I'm kind of hoping it's all really great games, and I'm starting to have a feeling that it will be all really great games. My, I don't know about you. I, I get this. I start the week with a very hard opinion about a certain outcome that will happen over the sports weekend and really of no circumstance, it changes because I just kind of start, I start talking myself out of it. The example for me this week is the Bengals are going to get their ass kicked on Monday. I'm in this radio booth right now and I'm like, I kind of feel like the Bengals are going to win. That's the, the Bengals are one of two teams in football that that I can never I will never bet for or against it's the Bengals and the Raiders because yeah. you never know yes exactly well and you know Joe Burrow's played so well in that wild card game and I know everybody is you know kind of pointing to the whole idea that like look this was like that was their Super Bowl they are like five years ahead from being two years away mm -hmm. so this is completely unsurprising like their defense sucks it's awful everybody knows that but I give them a good chance to advance. It would probably be one of the greatest stories in the past couple of years in the NFL. If they did get to a conference championship game, it would remind me of the Jaguars back in like, I think it was 17 when they played the Patriots. Well, I mean, when honestly they should have kicked the crap out of them, mm -hmm. but you know, Blake Bortles. But. <laughs> I, I think the, a lot of the reason why you're looking at the Bengals, mm. you forget that the Titans, a lot of it is recency bias. Titans didn't play last week. Yes, exactly. You know? And like, I, I just have this, I don't know. Look, they got Derrick Henry back. So that's massive. Yes. Um, but I, I always have this thing with the Titans where I just feel like they won't be successful in the playoffs. Well, let's be honest. They actually haven't had massive success in the playoffs. They've won a game or two, but like that whole style of play that they have of control the clock and play your 1970s and down offense, it works in the regular season. Once you get to the postseason, save for a Tom Brady led crappy Patriots team, you got to have some type of spark. Now, you would hope that since Derrick Henry has not played since, oh, dude, I think it was like September. I think he got hurt. I want to say it was week eight. Maybe. Yeah. Or was it? Okay. Uh, like, you'd hope that he'd have a little bit more of a spark in him. But look, I I'm getting way too much into football in a segment that traditionally. He's about talking about where do you put the crap in your house you don't want. <laughs> uh, somebody else telling you got to read on the crapper. So instead of scrolling Twitter, maybe you should read a book. Oh, well. Says yeah. this texter. Yes. Yeah. A couple of paragraphs <laughs> at a time. <laughs> yes. 
All right, so we do have a great show for you today. Uh, definitely going to get into the divisional round of the playoffs. We're going to talk some Blazers in hour two as uh, they can't seem to tank right. Either that or they can't decide if they want to tank or not. It's kind of weird, yeah. especially since they're trying so hard at the end of games where they should just like, look, I'm trying to get a top five draft pick here. You don't need to work so hard to beat the Celtics. Okay. <laughs> you can just kind of, you can, you can let it go. Okay. Uh, so we'll get into that and we'll get some of your thoughts on the fan text line. 503-250-1080. Also a legend died. Which one are we speaking? Of? Oh, yes. I'm not going to go Louie because yeah. I don't know enough about Louie Anderson, uh-huh. to be quite honest. So I'm, I apologize. Meatloaf, dude. Meatloaf. Meatloaf effing died. That's sad. That is sad. Isn't it? Terribly. Okay, good. I'm glad we agree on that. Now, I do have a poll up at Center and Saint 1080 that you can uh, vote on on Twitter if you would so wish. Will slash should there be anyone like Meatloaf ever again. Now, the reason I'm saying this is because I did a deep dive into meatloaf music videos mm-hmm. yesterday. Dude, that guy, I don't think you can do that again. As, the whole as, like as theatrical as he was. Well, yeah, like he was like Phantom of the Arpa on a motorcycle. Yeah. Like what the F was that? <laughs> he was this huge dude with thinning long hair and a meh face. He was like a six in the face. <laughs> But he was always getting these hot chicks in music videos. Rock and roll, dude. Yeah, rock and roll. <laughs> and I thought about it, and I was like, you know, after Meatloaf, because the height of Meatloaf was like, I would do anything for love, right? And I was like, well, that Ma- was, yeah. I mean, that was that was his resurgence. Okay, yes. You know, right, you had, bad you had your hell. late 70s and, yeah. you know, and into the 80s, mm. early 80s. Yeah, but like, I thought about it, and I was like, after that point, has there been anybody like him where the appearance was meh, but they just put on the fact that they were sexy as hell and everybody wanted them. Mick Jagger? Mick, no, dude. Mick's got it, though. Well, Mick's, Mick's got that swagger. I don't think not Mick a terribly will... good-looking gentleman. Well, no, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think Mick's, like, pulling too many women in his tour bus now, right? Uh, you'd be surprised. You think so? No, Mick's still pulling. I'd like to think that Mick just gets off stage and goes into his tour bus and has a beer and just kind of like looks over the set for the next show. <laughs> just, just a real responsible guy. Yeah. Well, probably not as much cocaine use these days, but no. Well, you can't do that much cocaine and look that good. Oh, or can you? <laughs> or can you? Because, <laughs> I mean, look, I'm just saying. Um, yeah. So rest in peace, meatloaf. But coming up next... Let's touch on a local topic that broke a little bit during the afternoon yesterday. Travis Dye, he gone. He's into SC. What does it mean for the Oregon Ducks? But more importantly, how does this reflect what the next five years will be like for one Lincoln Riley at USC? You are listening to the Center and the Saint, Sands, Luke Anderson, Will Darkens, Jeff Rustin here with you on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. 
Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. And I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. No, I won't do that. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. some meatloaf playback hey uh also during my deep dive of meatloaf i found out that uh what's that song he has rock and roll through something oh boy I... why don't you know more meatloaf yeah well you know <laughs> why can't you help me <laughs> meatloaf. help you with this partial thought that you've got going. <laughs> yeah why don't you just know everything i'm thinking uh no it's rock and roll dreams come true there we go okay so there was a music video for that dude i saw this young teenage woman in it who was being seduced by meatloaf okay you want to know who that was oh boy do i friggin angelina jolie really yes 1993 angelina jolie who was like 15 years old older than angelina jolie Dude, it took me all of about like two minutes of that video before I was like, is that Angelina Jolie? Because <laughs> I, I was like, no, oh, it has to be younger, obviously, but like that looks a lot like okay. Angelina She's Jolie. She's like a year older than me. She was born in 75. Oh, for real? Yeah. Damn. How does that make you feel? I'm younger than Angelina Jolie, so I guess I'm doing okay. Yeah, that's pretty badass. Yeah. There you go. All right, look, we'll talk more meatloaf in hour two because we got to get to that poll question. But let's get to some sportsy sports because Travis Dye, one of the, well, former Oregon Duck running back, one of, I think, five Oregon players 
in Eugene history to rush for 3,000 career yards? He transferred. He had went into the transfer portal last week. Now, it was a bit of a false alarm type of move just because of the fact that Dan Lanning's coming in as the new head coach of the Oregon Ducks. And look, this happens in college football. When a new coach comes in after a very well-established coach has been there for, what, four, five-plus years, what have you, there are going to be a couple of players who are legacy guys that will at least dip their toe in and say, what's going on here? What's up in the transfer portal? Can I get a better opportunity? Can I, you know... Can, can I find a better situation? I didn't think it would be die though. This move blew me away. I for sure thought he was doing this just to test the waters and see what happens. But this is interesting on a couple of respects. First of all, I think the Dye brothers are honestly Oregon dynasties right now. Yeah, they kind of are dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, his brother was like a Rose bowl hero wearing a frigging club on his arm. Not quite at the level of the Darkens dynasty at Oregon well, State. Look, man, you start a couple of years at fullback. The other one was a linebacker <laughs> whose bicep got torn off. And all I'm saying is, where are the statues? <laughs> but I, I, it's surprising to me in the fact that those guys have become so ingrained into the culture of what Oregon football is. Mm-hmm. They are very synonymous with what Oregon football is. And not only that, but think about this. How high do you think Travis Dye will go in the NFL draft? Oh, not very. Not very. No. You think he'll even get drafted? I mean, I look. I'm no draft expert, but I can't see him going more right. than like yeah, late rounds maybe. Right. Maybe. I, and I'm not a draft expert either. But like, just as a common man's look of the eye, no, I don't think so. So he transfers to USC, which is in conference. And that's always kind of an interesting move because you could interpret that one as being opportunistic or two being a little bit petty in a certain sense, because, Hey man, you're going within the conference. That's a little, um, I take that part away because it's Dan landing and you know, this is just a situation, but Mm. I find it interesting that he's transferring to USC because there had to be some talent scout. There had to be some agent. There had to be somebody in Dye's ear that was saying, look, you have a better opportunity to get drafted higher or get drafted at all. If we get you to USC under Lincoln Riley's offense, you don't want to risk a lot when it comes to a first year head coach who's defensively oriented, who just hired an offensive coordinator that you can't make heads or tails of what's going on here. So I can see it from that respect. The other side of it that I can see that I would say, why the hell are you doing this is uh, you want to go to SC and get booed when you come back to Oregon. I mean, I don't think they do play each other, but like uh, this is your you know, this is your legacy. Yeah. It's going to get tarnished a little. I'm not sure he'll get booed when he comes there. I mean, you might They're have not a coming smattering. Back to Oregon. He's got one more year and SC's not playing him next year. Okay. Well, there we go. But yeah, I mean, I, yeah. even if they were, I don't think there might be a smattering, but I think that most duck fans would probably, you know, cheer him on, welcome him back anyway. You really think so? I would think so. Hmm. I just think that with this new transfer portal and the NIL deals that are coming up, you know, players are treated more and more like uh, professional athletes mm-hmm. and free agents. And I think that we see that a lot more in pro sports of uh, guys moving to different teams who kind of left a sour taste in markets mouths. So then they come back and they get booed. Marcus Aldridge got booed a lot when he came back. Mm-hmm. 
Um, that was kind of a different sort of departure, though. Sure. You know? I mean... I, I mean, in terms of, like... That was a guy telling his fan base what they wanted, you know, what he thought they mm. wanted to hear for years and years, and then all of a sudden he's like, wait, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I wasn't too torn up about... I wasn't either, Marcus but... Marcus leaving. But, I mean, well... He was never one of my favorites. I didn't... Anyway. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> And this from the fan text line, somebody says that dies now engaged to his longtime girlfriend. She lives in California. Okay, that's fine. And I understand that. And I know in his Instagram post, he did uh, kind of put that out front. That uh-huh. that was it. But look, I, I, he doesn't have anything left to prove at Oregon. I mean, he's, like, he's, he's, he's a top five there all time, you know, stats wise. All I'm and, saying is this is what it's not even a year. In yeah. fact, you're not even living in the Eugene for one year. You're living there for all of four months. Because once you're done with football, you can leave. Mm-hmm. You want to go to SC? I don't think it's a personal thing. And I did consider that, the whole thing about his girlfriend and uh, growing up in California and all that. I I don't buy that. I buy that there is somebody in his ear saying that you can get drafted. Yeah. And the well, best way to be do that feature- is... Yeah. Probably be a more featured back. Yeah, exactly. There. Or would you? And that's the second part of this that I'm a little bit confused about is really you're going to go to SC where Lincoln Riley. I mean, if, if you're Travis Dye, you got to know that like, hey, man, you're not the first back he's going to pull from a premier team. Mm-hmm. Like this is just the beginning. Like dudes are going to start transferring there. Yeah. After you. So you're probably going to be in a running back room where you're going to face even more competition. And look, if this is all about moving back with his girlfriend and being in L.A. and everything, I, I mean, Okay, I guess that's just as a Duck fan that you accept that and that he wanted to put his personal life over football or a potential career in football. He wanted to put that first, and I respect that a lot. Mm -hmm. But I also think that this guy has dreams of going to the NFL. I just think this is the wrong path. Yeah, I mean, he's going to wind up, if he stayed in Eugene, he's going to wind up splitting carries again with a Byron Cardwell. Yeah, but that's what he should do. At the very least. Yeah. Yeah, well, maybe that's what he should do, but sometimes people get bad advice. Yeah. And follow bad advice. And I agree with you. Byron Cardwell will start to get featured a lot more in the Oregon offense Mm -hmm. um, come this next year. I think Lanning probably saw film of him. And, you know, the the guy's been devouring film most likely right after the national title game, just trying to get a a handle on what the hell he has in, in terms of a roster. And if he's seen anything of Byron Cardwell, which I saw, and I was like, dude, that guy needs to be your one back like <laughs> you need to get him into every play like he's gonna he's have pretty, his pretty good oh yeah he's <laughs> gonna have his rough spots but if you work through that like at least you know at least you'll have something to build off of next year but you know that very well could be the point but you know die i think too is somebody that you don't want to play too much as a feature back because then in terms of draft stock the you know the weaknesses start to become very glaring and look, we all know what the biggest problem with Dye is. It's his size, really. The guy can catch. He runs routes incredibly well for a running back. Uh, he's very good between the tackles. He's very patient, too, in mm-hmm. terms of a runner, which you don't see that too much with the uh, little little small quick guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll usually try to just shoot a gap and get going, but he's very patient when he's in the box. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, man, I... I I, I was taken aback by that. And I know maybe Duck fans, 503-250-1080, maybe you have different opinions about it that, you know, I saw a certain subsect on the text line uh, during AJ and Dusty who was saying, like, good, I'm glad he's gone. We need to move past Travis Dye. Well, that's your typical butthurt fan. Yeah. That, you know, anytime they get broken up with, they're like, fine, I didn't want you anyway. <laughs> 
I didn't even like winning a Rose Bowl. Screw you. <laughs> God, what a jerk stepping in for when our uh, featured back CJ Verdell gets hurt. Man. Picking up on the same foot. In fact, being more productive than CJ Verdell. What a jerk. <laughs> we didn't want him anyway. See, and that's what I thought too. I thought for sure CJ Verdell was going to be the one that did this. I thought he would transfer. Yeah. Just because I, if you want to talk about draft stock, dude, I would take die over Verdell any day. Yeah. CJ Verdell has no awareness. Honestly, he doesn't. He benefited greatly from having a very good offensive line that could open up very large holes for him at certain mm-hmm. times. He improved his breakaway speed a lot. And I will say this. He's very good with the axe, very good with yards after contact. But at the same time, dude, if a hole's not open, we talk about patience, right? Mm-hmm. He's not patient. Yeah, He's yeah. not patient whatsoever. He'll run into the line of scrimmage. He'll pull like a, a diet Trent Richardson and just like run into nothing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to me, I fully predicted that CJ Verdell was going to be the one that transferred just to, you know, maybe get some new scenery. And look, any team would, any team would bend over backwards for both of those guys. Absolutely. So, I mean, very surprising move. Uh, Somebody else saying he's likely won't, he likely will not see the ball at USC. I I mean, he'll get put into the offense. It's just the fact that how much. Uh, somebody else texting in. What if Lanning told him to go? I don't know about that. I don't know if Lanning, who is already trying to get a grip on the recruiting landscape would say, would come in and say, Hey, you know what? Maybe you just best be getting out of here. Yeah. You want to go where? Yeah. Oh, SC. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. 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 That's fine. (laughs) No, I I definitely don't want you to be like, you know, my two bag or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't use you at all. Well, any Hoosie, we'll read more of your thoughts uh, on the fan text line about uh, Travis Dye leaving the Oregon Ducks in the transfer portal for his last season. He has one year of eligibility. He is the super senior of sorts uh, because of the whole COVID year. Uh, we'll read those when we get to hour two, just kind of wrapping up uh, this off season for Dan Lanning, especially heading into spring ball. I think that'll be one of the more interesting things of how the players respond to this new head coach in spring ball, spring ball, as much as I crap on it, because it is kind of a waste of time. When you have new coaches, it now becomes something different. Yes. So uh, that'll be interesting, but coming up next, let's do a little bit more of a preview of our divisional round of the NFL playoff weekend. Who do we like? Who do we love? And who do we absolutely hate? Here's rust with sports center. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there. To-
to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. You expected someone else? So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. Will Darkins, Jeff Rustin here. It's radio booth with you on a Saturday on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. Luke Anderson out. He's in Hawaii golfing and most likely harassing the uh, native people of Hawaii. As he likes to do on vacation. I can see that. from. I tell him, quit yeah. doing that. You're going to get kicked out of one of those places. <laughs> he persists. Hey, we have two football games going on uh, today. Those are in the NFL. Uh, and it's of the playoff variety. And I'm not the best sh- kind. I'm not sure if you were aware of that or not. Uh, starting at 1.30, it's the uh, Bengals and the Tennessee uh, Titans. Uh, now, you had a very good stat for me in terms of the Bengals, which I would love you to read on air. Uh, according to ESPN Stats and Info, the Bengals enter today's game 0-7 all-time in road playoff games. It's weird how a team with the nickname the Bungles could have a record like that. But... <laughs> I do love that stat, though, because it does put it in pers- uh, into perspective just how hopeless they've been for the past 20 years. Uh, more yeah right (laughs) like well and i guess i laugh at that stat because when you told it to me i had this instance of like wow that's really bad then i thought about it and i was like well wait a minute they haven't won a playoff game in 20 years so okay that makes sense (laughs) like it's like that is that is on brand the only times they made the super bowl they were they had home field advantage throughout the whole way yes they did yes they did look now this game this game, more than any other, I think, has the most intrigue of this weekend. Uh, now, you could say go to your AFC on Sunday between the Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. I think there's even a lot of intrigue, especially uh, on the injury front with the Los Angeles Rams and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Look, Andrew Whitworth's out. And as much as you'd like to call that guy an old, fat-ass offensive lineman, that guy's really good. Yes. And he's the anchor of your offensive line. You're going up against one of the best pass rushes in the NFL. So that... I think that plays a major part into the Rams, but I think why this game uh, Bengals and uh, Titans has such kind of an intrigue appeal to it is the fact that it's the Titans. And if you are the Titans, this is the team you didn't want to play in the playoffs because of the fact that it's an explosive offense. It's an offense that really doesn't care too much about keeping their defense on the field for too long of a time. 
The Bengals have pretty much just been riding with the punches this entire time. Uh, now, the last meeting that they did have, if note, the Bengals did beat the Titans 31-20, and that was in November in Cincinnati, which now your statistic plays into this, right? Road game. Mm-hmm. Now, there was like a little difference, I think, in that game, right? Like Derrick Henry wasn't playing, and he's like... He's pretty good. I think I saw his last game he played. He got hurt on Halloween. Ah, okay. So, yeah. And he's like one of the best offensive players in the he, NFL today. Okay. Uh, but, you know, I, I think what gives this game so much intrigue is the idea that you have this number one seed in the AFC, which for the most part, everybody just kind of lost track of who the number one seed in the NFL was going to be after like week 12, just because it was such kind of an even playing field at the very end. It, it was very interesting. Uh, but that honestly, I think a lot of NFL fans are starting to feel this momentum from Cincinnati that they could do this, that they could actually pull this off. I don't know. I mean, do you, do you give them any chance with this? The game is saying that Tennessee is a four point favorite, which isn't too bad. Uh, I mean, it's a solid win, but it's not as bad as what I would have thought it would be. It's look, Joe Burrow. Four I think points is a, weird. Yeah, yeah. But Joe Burrow bring I think brings a different aspect to this to the Bengals and what they've had in a long time. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he is pretty good, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's pretty good. <laughs> The other game that we got going on today uh, is San Francisco and Green Bay. That's at 515 over on Fox. You will get a Joe Buck call for that. Um, so hang on. Um, I have a great Jimmy G stat for you if you would love to hear it. Th this one's I I'm blown away that people actually keep track of this crap. <laughs> uh, let's see. Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh Let's see. Since 2014, 101 quarterbacks have started a game with kickoff temperatures below 40 degrees, which means this is Garoppolo's. This will be Garoppolo's first, at least in the NFL. Not that he's concerned about it. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to find this one. Okay, here we go. Uh, who, according to ESPN stats and information research, has not thrown a pass in an NFL game with kickoff temperatures below 40 degrees. Yeah. And it's going to be what, like 10? Yes. Yeah. That's insane. Warm weather, Jimmy. Yeah, warm weather, Jimmy. But the fact that like somebody was able to get that information and compile it into a thought. Right. That to me is crazier than anything else. I mean, really, this game is all about Jimmy Garoppolo, I think. Uh, yeah, it, you could float over to Aaron Rodgers and say that, you know, he is going to be the biggest factor in terms of you know, the Packers winning and losing this game. But I would argue that it's Jimmy Garoppolo on both sides. And the reason I say that is because we all saw what happened in that NFC championship game two years ago. And mm -hmm. we all know that a lot of the same dudes that were on that defense are still on it. Now there's a couple of exceptions of dudes that are missing, but San Francisco's defense is still really good. Mm -hmm. And green Bay still has a major problem when it comes to the pass rush. Now I'm think David Bakhtiari is playing. I have to look that up because if I'm not mistaken, Bakhtiari didn't play against Tampa Bay last season in the NFC championship game. And that's really what screwed them because they would just literally shift their line over to the other side and destroy Aaron Rodgers the entire game. Bakhtiari. It's a hell of a name to spell. Yeah. Uh, There's some H's in there somewhere. <laughs> Green Bay Packers is expected to have healthy Randall Cobb. That's not...
All right. Well, I can't find the Bakhtiari news. <laughs> I probably could keep looking here, but I don't know. That's that's my two cents on it. Even though Aaron Rodgers is probably the consensus MVP, I would put it in Jimmy Garoppolo's hands more than anything else. Mm-hmm. If Jimmy G can even just be decent, he doesn't have to be good. The running game's good enough. The skill players are good enough. If you get the ball into their hands, they're going to make plays. It's all on him to actually execute. You know what he needs to have? He needs to have a Blake Bortles game back in the AFC championship like three years ago. Because <laughs> for the first half, Blake Bortles wasn't bad. He was okay. He was all right. He was all right. Yeah. Uh, nice little nugget here from Darren Ravel in terms of the uh, point spreads for this weekend's games. Oh, Darren Ravel. Yes, good old Darren Ravel. Uh, the combined spreads for the divisional round games is the lowest ever. The second lowest occurred in 1982. The combined spreads were 18 points. This year, it's 13 and a half between all four games. 1982? Mm-hmm. Oh, that. 18 total points in the spreads. Two divisional. 13 and a half this year. Round playoffs. NFL. Who's playing in 82? Do, 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 do. I don't know much about the too? 80s NFL, to be quite honest. Just kind of goes over my head. Let's see here. The divisional round, that was the Jets and Raiders. Okay. The Chargers and Dolphins. You had Green Bay and Dallas. And then you had uh, the Washington football, who's the Wetsies, and the Vikings. Hmm. So, again, 1982, I'm not too up on who was playing then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, was that the year? Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, that was the year the uh, Redskins won their Super Bowl. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Why don't they play the uh, Super Bowl and the Rose Bowl anymore? Uh, probably not fancy enough. Yeah, not, but not like, modern enough. But like, why don't they just? Why don't they just do one? <laughs> like, why didn't they do that last year with COVID? That would well, have been the perfect opportunity. Also, because you know, if you played at the Rose Bowl, you're not putting a bunch, you know, millions upon millions and millions of dollars in an owner's pocket by hosting it at you know one of their. Yeah, but. Could, couldn't you just give them money anyway? Like, I, mean, yeah. I, I don't know, dude. I really miss, like, well, I mean, I wasn't too aware of when the Super Bowls were at the Rose Bowl, but I don't know about you. I mean, you were, you're older than me. You remember the Super Bowls at the Rose Bowl, right? You remember the Cowboys kicking the Bills' ass. Mm-hmm. You remember all those really great games. Like, yep. was it, don't you miss that factor of yeah. the game? That was also before the days where stadiums were, you know, state of the art. Yeah. And luxury boxes and, you know. But, like, what was the one? Um, uh, that was the Seahawks and Broncos. You remember that? They tried to do the whole, like, hey, we're going to play the Super Bowl outside thing uh, in cold weather because we want to make it feel more like the NFL, which really financially told you that this is still not a good idea. And then also, you know, um, logistically was not a good idea because if I'm not mistaken, the field froze an hour before the game (laughs) and they had to have heaters underneath it. So like, why couldn't they just for this one season, they should have done last year, but just for like one season, just say, look, we'll take an L a little bit on the money. Let's just give people what they want. The nostalgia. Mm -hmm. We'll play it at the Rose bowl. And plus I think they're trying to move away from outdoor venues. Uh, Granted. I mean, I realize Rose bowls in Los Angeles and you know, sure. It's the same incredible weather. It's the same there all year, but Yeah, oh, they don't want right. weather any sort of weather affecting the the gameplay. Well, fine then. 
All right. Well, let's take a look at your uh, Saturday slate of games. Hour two, we will get into the Sunday slate. That is the Rams and Buccaneers Sunday at noon. That's NBC. You'll get the good broadcast there. Then at 3.30, you get CBS and Romo for Buffalo and Kansas City. But coming up next, it is good versus evil here on the Center and the Saint. Will and Rust edition on 1080 The Fan. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the, What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. <laughs> Let the center and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil, brought to you by the titan of Hawaiian restaurants, 808 on 1080 The Fan. Since I've been here since day one, uh, my objective is always uh, team first uh, and, and finding ways to win. Um, I'm coming to a new system, a new team, a new organization, and I'm a guy that I like to adjust and, and try to make my teammates better around me. And, um, since I've been here, I've done everything that the coaching staff has asked me to do, and I'm just continuing to try and do it to the best of my ability uh, so we can become the best team um, that we, you know, all sought out to be and uh, hopefully win the championship towards the end of the year. That was a guy who I'm confident I could beat in a pickup game of tips, Russell Westbrook. The former MVP was on the bench during crunch time this past week against the Indiana Pacers. Lakers coach Frank Vogel said, quote, I was playing the guys so I thought I could win the game, unquote. The Lakers lost that game. And it was also revealed that ownership and general management gave Vogel the okay to make that decision. Let me repeat that. The ownership and general managers basically told the head coach what to do. So that should sit with you kind of interestingly. LA was able to bounce back in some respect, beating the magic last night. Westbrook double doubled with 18 points and 11 rebounds. Look, this is like everything that we thought would happen with the Lakers. Well, yeah. If you're counting on Russ Westbrook to be your savior coming in. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're not going to wind up very happy. And look, I do respect LeBron James for this idea he had, which is like, I'm going to bring in all my buddies Mm -hmm. who used to be super good at basketball and are now Wiley veterans. And I think this will work because quite honestly, there was a part of me that like 30 percent of me like reserved judgment because I was like, well, let's see what happens because Anthony Davis can carry them through the regular season. But like if they can just get into the playoffs, I think something could happen. Now I'm like, no, this is over. This is not a league right now where you can have a guard that can't shoot. Uh, yeah. 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 You need to grow a bunch of feet before that happens. Yeah. It's just obviously the Ben deal, you know, takes on takes on more significance. That's the deal. I think what what everyone sees what's happening with Joel and how special that is. And all of our reaction, our emotional reaction, including mine, is like we have got to do whatever we can to help him. And that reaction's correct. But I think it's the initial reaction that that means that we should just get the best thing possible in February. Uh, I think that leads you to a bad there's delusional self-appointed genius Daryl Morey. This week, Mark Stein in his Substack newsletter said that the 76ers general manager intends to keep Ben Simmons through the trade deadline with the ultimate intention to trade him to the Brooklyn Nets this offseason for James Harden, who has already declined an extension and is said to be willing to relocate. I am completely convinced that Daryl Morey at one time was a very intelligent general manager in the NBA. (laughs) At one time? Yes, at (laughs) one time. I think 
he is outsmarting himself in this respect. And I also think he went to the wrong franchise. This was a horrible move because when he went to the Rockets, it was in such horrible disarray that ownership pretty much just said, do what you want. Mm -hmm. Like we're going to hands off, man. This is a reclamation project. Do what you will to just get us some wins. He's now going to Philadelphia where it wasn't the case, man. He went there with expectations to take the team to the next level, to get them over the hump, to be the best in the East. He can't handle that. And he doesn't know how to negotiate for Jack again tough to have a guard who can't shoot yes and also who doesn't want to play for you yeah who doesn't want to play for you but also not accepting what obviously could help you which son of an s just trade cj mccollum for ben simmons just frigging do it i don't want to hear it from trailblazers fans who are pissed off at the fact that ben simmons can't shoot he's a defensive juggernaut who can control the ball that would allow damian lillard to get more rest playing off the ball how do people not see that some of it I think is just the, the, the malcontent factor too. And that basically is like, you know, taking his ball and going home. I'm fine with it. I don't care if he's a look, man. I don't care if he's just a sniveling little <laughs> jerk. I, I don't care. I honestly don't care that Ben Simmons has a horrible attitude. You want to come in here and you want to win a title. You do. All right, let's do it. Look, two years, dude. I'll give you two years. If after two years you hate it, you can just crap on this franchise all you want. That's what I would say if I was Joe Crowder. Like, after two years, you can do whatever you want to this franchise. I don't care. I have enough confidence that if I put you on the court with a roster that I assemble around you as well, mm-hmm. like, we'll get really close. Possibly win it. Yeah, I think you move CJ for, for Miles Turner, and then you relieve some of your log sure. jam at the guard position. Yeah. And you go with your Damon, Norm, and 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 Simons. Yeah. You know, maybe bring Norm off the really bench. I think he really does yeah. have unfinished business in the NFL, and and he wants to get back there at some point. And at 58 years old, after being completely shut out last year, after sniffing around the Jets' job, after sniffing around the Chargers' job, I think he realizes that that opportunity might not be there every year. So if the Raiders put something in front of him in the next few days, can I say, you know, unequivocally, he's going to say no to the Raiders? I cannot say that. That's Albert Breer talking about Jim Harbaugh. The diaper-wearing coach has been floated for multiple NFL head coaching openings, but The Athletic reported this week he's having productive talks with the University of Michigan to stay at the university. Harbaugh did coach this season at a lower salary after several disappointing seasons at Ann Arbor. A new deal would restore his pay back to $8 million a year, plus additional incentives that would net him eight figures if he won a national title, which won't happen. Uh, I would think... The Raiders job is probably your best option if you're Jim Harbaugh, right? Well, and that I remember seeing earlier this week, too, that he's been at Michigan, I believe, seven years now, and none mm-hmm. of his previous stints anywhere were longer than four years. Yeah. Well, he likes to move around. That's true. I guess uh, the University of Michigan kind of felt like, look, it's Michigan. Like, you want to stay here, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's one of those jobs where yeah. when you get it, you don't leave it. Yeah. Well, and it's his alma mater. Yeah. Right. I mean, unless you're Rich Rodriguez. But he sucked. So anyway. (laughs) All right. Pod down that uh, stack music there. I'm going to read a crazy news story for you. Gotcha. Are you ready for this? This is my favorite story of the week, by the way. This one comes from your bathroom. I this this is going to rock your world, dude. I'm serious. (laughs) Even just this headline will rock your world. Now, don't worry. I'm going to have science to back it up. So you don't have to be too alarmed, (laughs) but you should know that you probably will be a little alarmed once I read this to you. A TikTok doctor, a real doctor, Mm -hmm. is claiming that it is possible 
to fart yourself blind. Wow. I mean, I'm feeling pretty safe there so far because I, yeah, I, I mean, what? I feel like that would take an awful lot. What? Are you, you're not, I you're mean, not alarmed? I mean, you know, I feel like that's one of those where, yeah, it's going to take an excessive amount. Plastic surgeon turned part-time TikTok star Dr. Anthony Yawn gave an unlikely response to an even more unlikely comment claiming, I once farted so hard I went blind for three minutes. <laughs> See, that's taking... Yeah, see, he's, he's, he's pushing, man. <laughs> well, hold on a second. That's the comment. Now, here's the doctor's responses. The surgeon posted a video to address the comment backing up the possibility. Although this is very unlikely, if the gas you pass is extremely pungent, it could contain large amounts of hydrogen sulfate, the doctor said in the video. Studies showed that hydrogen sulfate is very effective in reducing blood pressure. And if it reduces blood pressure to the central uh, retinal artery... Your silent but deadly toot could theoretically make you go blind. Wow. Wow. So you technically could fart yourself blind. Yikes. Like you haven't thought that like that. I mean, you and I both wear glasses. Didn't yeah. you ever think that possibly that's the reason? <laughs> well, I've been wearing glasses basically since middle school. Well, well how long again, have I you guess? been farting? Yeah. <laughs> I bet at middle school, I bet you were blowing ass in middle school, weren't you? <laughs> Trying not to too much. <laughs> this just blows my mind, man. That somebody would uh, put a statement out here like this. Um, just because of the fact that, like, this is one more thing I'm going to have in my neuroses. That, like, I am farting myself blind. Um, because I, I I eat a lot of vegetables. Mm -hmm. And what they're describing here, the hydrogen, what have you, sulfide. Uh-huh. I would guess there's a lot of it in the vegetables that I pass. So we'll now I have to worry about that. Does it mention anywhere in there, anywhere in there, the foods that, that are rich in that and can provide that sort of concoction, the hydrogen sulfide? Well, I'm aware of it. It's like broccoli and like We're, really deep leafy green vegetables. We eat a lot of broccoli at our house. Yeah. It's one yeah. of the few vegetables the kids will eat. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. That's real good. It's frightening. I should just wear goggles now. All right, that is your good versus evil. It's brought to you by 808, the titan of Hawaiian restaurants. Go to 808.com to find out more information about their food. It is good. Go eat it. Coming up in hour two, we'll preview more of the NFL divisional round. Plus, we have a poll question to address of the meatloaf variety. You are listening to the Sinner and the Saint, Will and Rust edition, here on 1080 The Fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas... Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.